0: is a laid-down lover. She is a phenomenal woman of
1: God who
0: is going to share with us about another phenomenal woman of God from this era we were discussing. Our guest today has a PhD in revival history. I didn't know you could get a PhD in revival history. That is awesome. She has a an incredible teacher. She is Bill Johnson's research assistant. She is a good friend of Heidi Baker's and has helped Heidi write books. But what I love most about her is her passion
1: for Jesus and the fact that she's my friend. So please welcome
0: Jennifer. because what's about to happen, has not happened for 75 years. Wow. Um, The person I'm gonna reveal to you has been hidden for 75 years, and and she's never been released to this extent in in over 75 years. She's hidden, so I find it um, significant that God's choosing uh, such a time as this and such a community as this to release this story that I believe is a significant piece to the future. Um, I always wanted to raise the dead. I was just like, I want to raise the dead. I want to pray for people to raise the dead, and I had no idea that God would take me from Southern California to England to discover somebody. I know I love England, but um, miss England to discover somebody in England who actually ended up in California opening some of the earliest healing homes in the U.S. And, and from that point on the Holy Spirit really led me to this person and I feel like God's called me to raise her from the dead to speak to our generation because so what she carries is she lived effectively through two revivals and she finished well in St. Mary. And I feel like what God's about to pour out is significant. So um I believe um God's gonna meet us in a powerful way. Every time I share a testimony, someone gets healed. Someone gets baptized in the spirit. Something always happened when I was at Vanguard University in a class. I shared your story. Someone in the back had this neck problem. As I was sharing your testimony, she was healed. She bought my book, gave it to her friend who's in the hospital. Uh, in the hospital for seven years on a breathing machine. She read my book, was John's, Carrie Judd's testimony, read the prayer of faith, and was totally healed. I'm going to release uh, healing over my illness today. So if you want to record this and share this testimony with someone that you know that has that, I absolutely believe that that can happen and will happen today. I also believe um, I, I shared this at Vineyard and at the Vineyard for an academic conference, and, I, I, and, and that's where I'm from, and I do love the Vineyard and the um, as I was sharing, the Holy Spirit came in the room. And this is with a bunch of academic, PhDs, professors. The Holy Spirit came and rested in the room. And you could see people almost weeping because of the presence and power of God. So I'm expecting God to come. And I'm, I'm, I've been praying for God to come and release a corporate encounter. So if you want to just prepare your hearts, I'm going to release a prayer before we start. That was a prayer given by Evan Roberts, 1904. 1904. What he would do with this prayer is he would send this prayer on ahead of him into the cities and he would have his children pray this prayer. So that when he got there, um, he, it would be pre- prepared ground, prepared land. And so he would send this prayer on ahead of them. And then when he got there, the revival was already started. So I'm going to release this prayer of you right now to prepare your hearts for the seed that's about to be released. I believe it's catalytic. I believe it will shift this into the next season. Yeah. Uh. Come on. <laughs> Send the Spirit now for Jesus Christ's sake. Send the Spirit now powerfully. For Jesus Christ's sake, send the Spirit now more powerfully for Jesus Christ's sake. Send the Spirit now still more powerfully for Jesus Christ's sake. And God, we thank you that you're here, we invite you Holy Spirit to invade this room. God, yeah, we ask for a corporate encounter like we did at Reese House School, like we did in the Welsh Revival. God, we ask that it's not just individuals that are catalyzed, but we can catalyze this whole community that you have chosen for such a oh. this to reveal this precious gift. <laughs> She felt like the Holy Spirit said run across the street. So she just runs as fast as she can across the street. And this guy in the store, like, sees her coming and pulls her in. She's just a child. Pulls her in. She doesn't know why she's running. She's just responding to the meaning of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't know why. Pulls her in. And she looks behind her. A horse and buggy can run out of control and have crushed her And she can respond immediately to the of the Holy Spirit. What? So as a child, she was already, like, hungry for God. So already for forgotten. Uh, next slide. And then, and then when she was growing up, she had aspirations to be a teacher. She wanted to be a teacher, and she was walking to school one day when she was 17 years old. She was walking to school one day, and as she's walking, she slips on the icy ground, falls, and, and bruises her spine really badly. She continues to go to school, and she starts to turn pale and her teacher sends her home, she goes home, she starts to get ill, she ends up having um, tuberculosis, but the spine turns into tuberculosis and blood, she ends up being bedridden for two years, this is a 17 year old who has aspirations and dreams for her life, she's already written poetry, already done things. Um, two years she's in bed, it turns into hyperesthesia, and in hyperesthesia is when you're in bed, you can't handle light, sound, or touch, anything, so she couldn't even be comforted by her mom. So she's in bed for two years. This is at a time in evangelicalism where people believed it was good to suffer as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe for him. They didn't go after him. They believed that it was good to suffer as unto to the Lord. And so a lot of people didn't even fight and pray for him in that era. So Carrie's there, totally desperate, totally dying, 17, 18, 19-year-old now. Um, She's already lost two siblings, already lost two siblings to death. Her best friend, may died because of illness. Um, the doctors, they didn't have good like medical practice then, they put leeches on you to suck the yeah. blood. It just was not advanced as like it is now. So it was a pretty hopeless situation. Right at the most desperate part of it, her father reads an article in the newspaper by this African-American woman named Miss Sarah N. She was healed in Connecticut by the first of Ethan, Otis, and Ellen. And they wrote as soon as they saw this testimony in the newspaper. Testimony is significant. As soon as they saw this testimony, they wrote Mrs. Mix's letter and said, um, "Please pray for Carrie." We were desperate in prayer. Mrs. Mix, within like two days, turned around, sent a reply letter. Said, I believe Carrie's going to be healed. The prayer of faith in James five says. If anyone is sick, let them call for the elders, let him pray over the anointing and the oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. If you have submitted sins, you'll be forgiven. She believed that as Carrie prayed that she, and that was a big uh, scripture verse in the late 1800s. So Carrie he gets this letter, and Mrs. Mick says, At 3.30 p.m. in Connecticut, we're going to pray for you with our women's prayer meeting. And we want you over here in Buffalo at 3.30 to pray at the same time and believe for you. So what happened was um, nobody showed up to Mrs. Mix's prayer meeting over there in Connecticut because it snowed. So she prayed with her husband, nonetheless. Carrie's over here praying with her, her family, praying, praying. She's just like... Not feeling anything, and all of a sudden she just gets this faith, and she's like, "You know what? I don't feel anything, but I'm going to respond to the word of God. I'm going to step up, and I'm going to get up by faith." So she gets out of bed the first time in like two years. She gets over and walks to a chair, and then from that day forward, her her skin turned back to pink, the normal color, and she started get better. Within a few months, she was able to walk up and down the stairs. Within six months, she was already back leading the Sunday school. Uh And this, and this, uh, people did not believe her because people didn't get healed a lot back then. People did, people did not believe that she was healed. She started getting letters. Next slide, please. She started getting letters in the mail. Carrie is 22 years old. Um, uh, she decides to, to, uh, actually one of her, one of her testimonies got printed in the newspaper, made it to England, made it all around, wow. and it actually gave people hope that they could be healed. Woohoo! It was a big deal because that wasn't, um, next slide, please. <coughs> Um, then at 22 years old, she writes one of the earliest books on healing and the atonement in 1880 called The Prayer. It's a testimony about her her healing. And it also talks about the James Five Prayer. And this book, she's, she's 22 years old, gets sent around the world. It, it ends up, um, by 1893, 40,000 copies were distributed. It got translated into French, Dutch, German, Swedish. and. And it actually brought hope to people and gave them courage to step in and pray for healing. People back then would read that book and they'd actually heal as a leader. Faith would arise, they'd step into it, they'd be healed. I've met people in my academic conferences when they hear what I'm doing, they come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I read Carrie Jones' book, Prayer of Faith, 1880, and I got healed <laughs> From a testimony, Great 22 year old. That's powerful. Then, then she gets this idea, she's twenty-three years old, she gets this idea um, to do this periodical, this journal, this like newspaper thing, sharing testimonies, just capturing testimonies and sharing testimonies. And she, she prays about her brother gets the same idea and he gives her fifty dollars to invest in this project, this periodical. So what happens is she prays about she goes to her church and asks, asks a Methodist minister. Um, what do you think about this idea? I want to start this journal, this periodical. What do you think? And he said, like, don't do it. It's going to fail. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, sometimes leaders say stuff. Maybe you, you want to um, follow them. But Carrie's like, you know what? I still feel this is from the Lord. I'm going to pray about this anyway. yeah. And so she prayed about it. She's like, I still feel this is from the Lord. I'm going to invest all the $50 into the first 1,000 uh, copies of this periodical. Mm-hmm. If it fails, it fails, and it's, she just went for, for broke. As soon as she did it and sent it out, she started getting subscriptions sent subscription. that From that one decision of saying yes to the Holy Spirit, it all odds. That periodical lasted beyond her life, over 60 years and beyond, from that one small decision. And this periodical, which is, that's actually the very first one, that actually spread healing and revival fires around the world because it was filled with testimonies, it captured Zeus Street Revival, it captured healing revivals, and it spread those to to around the world. So it's actually one of the most significant resources for revival, revival history around the period. Wow. From one 23-year-old saying yes. Mm-hmm. A risk. that ended up being 43 states, 49 countries and it also you guys are like this it actually was a platform to launch women in ministry because she created space for women to have a voice in this periodical. she let them write articles and it actually launched many women in ministry Um, next slide. From, from that, um, Carrie actually became a tipping point for the divine healing movement. Because her healing was so early in it, um, she actually shifted, and helps to shift evangelical mindset. She opened some of the earliest healing homes in the country In um, 1880, she opened uh, a a room in her home to take people and pray for them. In 1882, now she's 23 years old. The Lord leads her, puts it on her heart to open a healing home. She only has money for the first few months right
1: So she says,
0: she prays about it again. And she she believes in Philippians 1, 6, what God initiates and begins. He's going to (laughs) finish. So by faith, she steps out as a 23-year-old. And says, "I'm going to believe what God starts; He's going to finish." She stepped out in faith, opened a healing home. That healing home, from that one decision as a 23-year-old saying yes to the Holy Spirit, lasted beyond her life. One opened in, in California, in Oakland, California, and it still exists today, a hundred years later. So, so Carrie's um, Carrie's faith has taken my faith to a whole new level. I'm going to ready. September 2011 I had just finished my PhD in New York um, I left you know, everything to go to New York, I sold my car everything like that, and I come back nothing is opening up, I have no car no job, no place to live God leads me to a house um, in, in the early part of 2012 and it's just I'm drawn to this house I'm compelled to this house and I don't know why and and I don't have any money. I sold my 401k. I don't have a car. I don't have anything. And I'm going towards this house by faith. All the money I have left to recover the first month's rent and the deposit. That was all I had. But as I'm walking towards this house that I feel the Lord is leading me to, that would cost me everything, I remember this 23-year-old named Carrie Judge Montgomery, who made a decision at 23 to say yes to the Holy Spirit, regardless of the surrounding circumstances, and what happened as a result. And what exists 100 years later? And so as I'm walking towards this, I remember Carrie's faith, and I stand on Carrie's faith, and I experienced some of the craziest breakthroughs in my entire life. From that one time in February 2012 until now, we actually have two floors, we're about to get the third. I found a destiny house here in Reading. And that was because A house based on Carrie's legacy and Carrie Jones, but it was actually her faith that compelled me and propelled me to make those decisions. Amen. Which is, which is powerful. Next slide, please. So you're going to say, that doesn't look like Carrie Jones Montgomery. I didn't know they served Woo! back in the 1800s. You're so right. That is actually a picture of me on the Canary Islands. And the reason. That was a lot of fun. That's another story. Um, The reason I put this here is because I just wanted to share a little bit about the power of the testimony. Um, The power of the testimony, it's like like surfing. I don't know how many surfers are. But as we tap into these currents of people that have come before us, it's like we we find these currents that can take us out deeper. into the bigger waves. So like, where I grew up surfing is 40th Street in Fort Beach, know, so, it's a really fun way. And there's a jetty, it looks really dangerous, but if you know the spot and you know the currents, and you paddle right by the jetty, it looks dangerous. It'll actually, there's a current that will take you out to the big waves without getting pounded and hit. I can paddle in the middle of the jetties, and I'll just get hit and, hit and have to paddle twice as hard. So, you know where the currents are, even though it looks dangerous to other people. It can get you straight out into big waves, that's a good word. and that's the same for these revival, these people who have come before us. When we find these currents, whether it's Smith Wiggles or whoever it is that you find that your heart beats with, and you go deep into their lives, you'll find currents that are hidden that will take you deeper than you could ever know in the Lord. Carries faith propelled by faith to a new level. Yep. These currents, when we find these currents of those who come before, we won't need to paddle so far. These currents can take us out beyond the shore into the waves. They can take us to where no fear can hinder the promises made. They can take us deeper than we've ever known. They can make us brave. Next slide. Carrie was brave. Carrie was actually one of the first itinerant preachers female to cross the United States. Um, She was not only a a woman preacher at a time when women didn't preach, she preached to African Americans. And she also preached about healing, and healing was like a radical The topic to preach on during that time. She's also honorary officer of Salvation Army, and A. B. Simpson was a spiritual father to her. He actually created a space for her to preach. Um, A man moved out of the way to give her a spotlight. And I love the partnership of men and women working together. Yeah. And 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 creating space for the anointing. Whether it's a young guy or a girl, actually creating space for the anointing is what he did. the interesting thing with Carrie too, um, Carrie and Heidi Baker. I've never heard Heidi once talk about women ministry, and I've never read anything in all my studies of Carrie talking about women ministry. They just did what God had called them to do. That's right. They didn't debate about it, they didn't argue about it, it didn't matter. Like God's to do this, I'm gonna do it. I don't care just if do the culture agrees with it or not, I'm gonna do what God calls me to do. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's bad for people to get in dialogues or talk about women this or anything. I'm just saying two of my personal heroes never talked about it, they just did everything that God called them to do and changed the world in the process. Um, there's Carrie's husband, Uh, there's hope for all the single ladies out there (laughs) because Carrie met a man who was healed, also healed by Alexander Downey's parents, he was a millionaire and he met Carrie When they went back, they actually ministered to people at the hotels and that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. And they toyed the ministry together. The other thing that's that's really important for every single one of your guys and is that Carrie did not wait around for her soulmate yeah. before she stepped into her concert. Yeah. She already opened the TV She already started the journal. She already published books. She was not waiting around. Soulmate, before she stepped into her anointing and her calling, there you go. He just came alongside her and partnered with what God was already doing. That's why her house in Oakland was quite a bit bigger than the other one because he enhanced it. He didn't start; he just supported her. He was the evangelist, and so they they partnered in a beautiful way, a beautiful example um, for what it looks like to do ministries together. Next slide, please. She also did camp meetings um, where people would just get together and. Under the stars and go after all that God had. And Smith Wigglesworth preached at one of those, and it was just good times. Next slide.
1: Please.
0: <laughs> she she did orphanages, um, training homes, schools. She just was like an apostolic leader. She's the, the third one up on the right, right there. And she just started things. Um, cool story. In 1906, God woke her up in the early hours of the morning. Um, and just said, pray the blood of Jesus over the orphanage, over the healing home, over the property. Yeah. So she responded to the leading of the Holy Spirit. She woke up early in the morning, prayed the blood of Jesus over her whole property, went back to bed, like an hour or two later, gets awoken up by a shaking. Yeah. The great San Francisco earthquake in 1906 shook. Right. Uh, her whole property recorded no major damages. To wow. Everything. Wow. So she responded to the the leading of the Holy Spirit, even if she didn't know why. She just said yes to the Holy Spirit. Um, Okay, now, you know, all this cool stuff happened when Carrie was young. Now she's 50. So she's 50 years old, 1908. The a street revival happened in 1906. All this stuff happened. People were speaking in tongues, this weird language. It was kind of weird. You know, Carrie was already an established minister. She already was very well known in the holiness movement, divine healing movement. She already had a great reputation. She was 50 years old in 1908 when this was the street and all that kind of stuff was coming up. But she hears about, some of her friends have this experience of this fresh outpouring of God's of the Holy Spirit where they also speak in tongues. And so she's like, well, if there's more, if God has more, <laughs> I want it. Um, in, in a journey towards us this is what she says um, as, as she's journeying towards this new experience she says let us all bow low before God and be as humble and simple as the little children that way you may miss nothing of the blessing God wants to pour out on his children in these last wow. days so she was 50 but she was still hungry for God she yeah. still burned for God She's still burned. And so she went away and she asked her friends to pray for her. And they prayed for her. And she ended up getting this mighty baptism of Holy Spirit. She ended up speaking in tongues. She ended up just um, doing, uh, stepping into this new arena of speaking in tongues. And, and it was... Um, actually significant because then she became a bridge between evangelicals and Pentecostals um, to lead a lot of them to have this experience of speaking in tongues because they trusted her, she had a reputation, she didn't go fanatical. She actually stewarded everything so well. And, and the, the interesting thing too is she didn't lead people into a Pentecostal movement and its nomination. She led them to have a similar experience that she had. So when she was still, she freely gave away what she had given. When she had the gift of tongues, she freely gave away and imparted that to, to people. She didn't try to convert people into this um, religion or, you know, this denomination. It was more, God's blessing in this way, so I want on, freely impart that. Right. And the thing with Carrie that's really important for us today is that she, she, unity and love was the primary focus. So it didn't matter what disagreements or what what happened. She had a network of relationships. That's her with Baby Simpson up there. She was friends with a lot of other leaders, but she, oh, she did get involved in these dogmatic discussions. She she said, "You know what? Unity and love is more important." Yeah. Things I'm going to share what I have with you, and if you want it, that's awesome. If you're not, I'm not going to try to convert you to a, a denomination. So good. So yep, that's it. And so I just want to release. Um, Carrie's fifty years old. I'm just going to do this real quick. Um, Never had the gift of tongues? Raise your hand if you have the gift of tongues. This is amazing. This is awesome. Raise your hand if you do not have the gift of tongues, but you want it today because it's going to happen. And also, raise your hand if you want to take your gift of tongues to a new level. I was studying Smith work at Simpson Library, and it was cold, and I finished um, my research, and I walked out of the building, and it was cold, and sometimes I pray in tongues when it's cold, just like, and I, I, and I did that, <laughs> and I did that out of the building, I kind of, and I just thought this whole new gift of tongues fell upon me, even though I hadn't used the tongue since I was 17 or 18, and it was like this African tongue, and it was like this full blown. Out of nowhere, and I couldn't stop. So in the car, my God, I'm like, What is going on? Because I had like a little bit of tongues before, and this is like full blown out of the blue. So, um, raise your hand. I'm just going to release that really quickly. Um, for those who've never spoken in tongues, God, I just call for that gift. Um, just start speaking in tongues right now. we need yeah. to speak in tongues oh, no, and no, no, speak no. in tongues more because it's so big we won't even know how to do okay, so that's I just released that
1: seal that continue to press it I'm going to finish
0: up because I'm almost out of time um, next slide please uh, this is her tombstone. It's really close to uh, the home Peace. You can visit it. Next slide. Uh, Carrie's legacy lives on. We're trying to re- uh, resurrect her story because we believe it will be significant uh, peace, fire, and passion, and living effectively through revivals for the future generation. We do a retreat at the home piece once a year. We have books talks and other things like that. Next slide, please. This is me with Carrie's grandson. Oh yeah, one of her living grandson. He loves the Lord they pray all this time. It's really special. What Carrie imparted to me is learning how to live above the storms. So whether your circumstances say this is gonna happen and this is possible or not, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference if the holy spirit's leading us somewhere we need to say yes to him above what's surrounding us. We need to respond to God's truth rather yes. from the facts that, that are surrounding us. Amen. So that's Carrie's of Carrie's legacies, and she stayed hungry. In her twenties and in her fifties, she stayed hungry and, and went after all that God had for her. Jesus. She didn't let up. She had even crazier experiences. After her 1908 months experience, she went even deeper. She went to places where she's like, I can't even yeah. speak in tongues. Because the glory of God is so amazing. Yeah. She went even deeper. It's like the Ezekiel 47. And yeah. he Heidi Baker's yeah. world in practice, the deeper yeah. still chapter. It's the same thing as Carrie's heart. Carrie writes about the same thing. But the Ezekiel chapter, it wasn't just like, I'm going to get
1: yeah and wastey.
0: It a place where it was totally out of control, and she had she learned how to breathe underwater and deeper and deeper. with this prayer there's anointing on it my friend uh, it actually catalyzed my friend's destiny she wasn't sure what she was going to do and then after hearing this prayer confirmed, got confirmed for her to do a PhD in theology um, from this prayer so there's, there's just some epicness in this prayer I got to read it at Jenny's wedding and she got married at the whole Peace. wow and so I wanted to have her read it and then I'm going to have Angela who um she met me through Carrie Judd Montgomery. Right? She was in second year in Ohio, did her revivalist report with Carrie Judd, found me, found Destiny House. Jenny had a word that thought we'd be working together, and so I called Angie and said, "You want to develop? So she left everything and me to Destiny House, which is amazing. So uh, Carrie has impacted us. So I wanted, you want to come up here? Jenny's going to read. Uh, <laughs> yes, God. Yes, God.
1: Now, who is going to trust God? You You can crawl instead if you wish. God will even bless you if you crawl. He will do the best he can for you.
0: But oh, how much better
1: to avail ourselves of our wonderful privileges in Christ.
0: To mount on wings like eagles. To run, not be weary. To walk, not grow faint. All oh, beloved
1: friends, there is a life on the inside. I feel the streams of this life filming and permeating my mortal frame from my head to my feet until no words are
0: adequate to describe it. I can only make a few bold attempts to tell you what it is like and ask the Lord to reveal to me the rest. May He reveal to you. Your inheritance in Christ, so that you will press on and get all that He has for you.
2: For a greater measure of your spirit. And I just hear God saying, like, the word is all in. Like, I see, like, people are having, like, these poker chips. And it's like, God, we're all in. We're all in. So just release that impartation of Carrie's life that we will give up everything and be all in for God. Like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter if it's our last cent, if it's our family, if it's our whole land. Just release that from Carrie's testimony, being all in no matter what it looks like. No matter what it looks like. Huh. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it looks like.
0: Yeah, and I also
2: feel like God just wants to release this encouragement of the ones who are hidden in the room. Like Carrie was hidden for so long, like 70 years until Jen's releasing her now. And there are people who have extreme gifts who so feel like they're hidden, but God says you are not hidden. You are not so I just release that impartation of Carrie's like, like at the right time at the right time you are going to be released to see the things like she saw and I just release you guys as stories that you share from missions are not just stories but they actually heal people like Carrie's so I you share. Just release faith in the room that when you share your testimonies from mission trips, that people will actually get healed as you share them. Start writing books like she did of testimonies and share them around the world and see people get touched by the power of God. Yeah. So we just release faith. We release grace on the room for for miracles. Thank you, God, for touching bodies, for touching hearts,
1: for touching destinies.
0: Yeah, so just close and just release an impartation of Carrie's legacy to live a life on waste, to live above the storms in those times when you're begging for provision, that you would no longer beg for provision, but you would keep your eyes on Jesus and press in for abundance, and He would take you to a new level Today, You'll launch to a new level of your faith where things that used to bug you and distract you and take you out when no longer, that you would be a community that says yes to the Holy Spirit and immediately responds no matter what the circumstances are. In Jesus' Amen.